Money is just energy. It makes you more of who you already are. And that is the quote of the day. Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Today's Finance Friday episode is brought to you by The Jerf. Just eat real food bar available on Amazon.com. We've got Dan Millman on the show today. And today, Dan is sharing his story of how he was able to overcome his poverty consciousness and how you can too. Here's Dan. Let me tell you the story of my life. And I had serious money issues. And I didn't even know it about 16 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. I was walking out of my house and I noticed across the street some very wealthy young teenage girls, maybe they were 18 or 19, getting into a Mercedes sports car. It's about a $70,000 car. And I looked at them for a minute, just kind of stared at them, you know, and then I turned around. It was like a dark cloud that passed over me, kind of a negative feeling. And if I could have given words to that feeling, it would have been something like, Look at those little rich girls. I might have just kind of felt that way and then turned away and until new impressions entered my psyche. But in a moment of self-reflection, it was like a slap that hit me. I went, wait a minute, what did I just feel about them? I don't know them. They might be wonderful young ladies. My daughters were growing toward teenagehood. They dress well just because they appeared to have a lot of money. I felt negatively about them. And I went, whoa, if that's how I feel about money, I'm sure not going to attract much of it. And as a matter of fact, during this period of time, I was mastering my poverty consciousness phase of life. (laughs) At that time, I was working two jobs, getting up at four in the morning to do overload typing in a local law firm. I let myself in. And then I went to a real estate office from eight o'clock until five doing word processing. This was after I'd written Way of the Peaceful Warrior. It went out of print for a time. That's another story. It was after I'd been a professor at Oberlin College, a college professor. But this phase, I was just broke. We were $15,000 in debt, which was a lot of money for us. I had no way of seeing my way, how were we gonna ever get out of debt? And we didn't live high off the hog either. Money was scarce, I was struggling. And that was a turning point when I saw my attitudes toward money. I was really unsympathetic toward the stuff. That was a turning point. I began, literally, and a few other things happened during that period. I stepped forward, started teaching seminars, sharing what I had to share. I remember the first time I came back from a seminar and I had a a handful of cash. And I said to Joy, close your eyes, and she opened her eyes, and I threw the money in the air, let it shower down around her. Now, again, if you feel like, oh, that's kind of ostentatious, you know, is that love of money? Then look at that in yourself attitude stored money. It's just stuff, green stuff, trade. Somebody once said, we should go back to barter. I said, yeah, we could all be bartering, but didn't we start with that? And then somebody wanted to barter a chicken for some pottery, and they said, well, what's worth what? And they developed money to find a sense of value, and it was an easier way to barter. Point is, money is just energy, just energy. 
It makes you more of who you already are. That's what more energy does. If you're loving, it'll make you more loving. If you're greedy, it'll tend to make you more greedy. It makes you more of who you already are. Anybody who listens to this tape program and has a lot of money and feels guilty about it, if money is just energy, would you wake up in the morning and say, oh, I feel so guilty. I have more energy than my neighbor. I don't think so. Money doesn't care who has it. It's just stuff. But by using your talents and your creativity and your labors to provide a service for other people, you end up producing more income for yourself. And if there's abundance there, you can share it with other people, whatever you choose to do with it. I've negotiated many contracts. And I've noticed it always comes down to the bottom line. You can negotiate screen credit or this or that, but it comes down to what's the royalties, what's the payment, bottom line. And often we set a different value for ourselves. This is when self-worth issues come in. Do you, for example, uh, when someone says, if you, if you work for yourself, and someone says, how much does your service cost? I know some body workers, musicians, you know, how much does your service cost? They have to... This is the moment. What am I worth? What am I worth? So money is tied up with self-worth. How much do you deserve? So think about your money issues. I've had many. I once saw a program on lifestyles of the rich and famous. I was channel surfing. And I came across Robin Leach, and he was talking to Barbara Streisand, very talented, hardworking performer. And she was showing her house, and it was a gorgeous, gorgeous house. Some might even consider it ostentatious. And I got sort of an emotional charge when she showed her carpet. It was a beautiful, huge Persian rug, handmade for her with a specific design. And she said, occasionally, I'm very proud of this, she said, occasionally, when this carpet is taken out, uh, the house to be cleaned, she showed underneath it, on the marble floor, it had the exact same pattern, so she could still enjoy the same pattern when the carpet was taken out to be cleaned. Now, I had a charge over this. I was like, boy, is this ostentatious. And I was starting to do those self-defeating calculations about how many starving children in India that carpet could have fed. But that makes no sense. When we start doing that, it, you know, how much money this could have done. A friend of mine landed with a spiritual master in India, and they got off the plane, and they looked up at the 747, and his disciple said, God, look at the cost of this airplane. Do you know how many people in India it could have fed? And the, the master looked up and said, yeah, but boy, it's a great airplane. The point is, it's a cosmic kind of question. There will always be people poorer than others. It's not about being heartless. We help where we can. But if you don't eat, until the, all the poor people have been fed, you're going to starve to death. You know that saying, think globally, act locally? What you can do with your money is to help people in your local arena. It's a form of service as well. We'll be getting into that as well. So take a good look first at your attitudes toward money, whether you've been programmed or not, whether you're neutral about money, it's simply providing a service and making income, or whether there's this charge about money and spirit. Because there is in most of us, big, big charge. Are you comfortable if someone says, how much money do you make a year? Would you share that? Some people wouldn't, why not? You don't have to, but why wouldn't you? We'll tell about our sexual lives to strangers, but we don't want to talk about our money. That's private. 
So we first need to look at our money issues. Let me read you a few quotations before we go on. Tom Robbins once said, there's a certain Buddhistic calm that comes from having money in the bank. James Baldwin wrote, money is like sex. You think about it a lot when you don't have it, and think of other things when you do. <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi, whom I admire greatly, once wrote, live simply so that others may simply live. This makes good bumper sticker copy. And yet there's something about it that's false. There's a zero-sum belief that if you have more money, someone else necessarily has less. It doesn't work that way, ask any economist. If you make money, you can do it by providing jobs for other people, become an employer, hire people, and create more money and more wealth, and provide a service to other people. Abstaining from money doesn't make anybody else any wealthier. It's not as if there's X amount to go around, and you shouldn't take more than your share. Your share is whatever you want it to be. Will money make you happy? No. No. In fact, there was a study done, an informal study, about 270 people were called up on the telephone at random, and they were asked, if you had a million dollars, would it make you happy? And 76% of the people said, yes. Then they asked 10 millionaires, did a million dollars make you happy? And it was unanimous, no. So money doesn't lead to happiness, but you know what it does lead to? First of all, you get a more quiet environment. People who have a lot of money, it's quieter. The walls are thicker. There's more space around them. And they rarely stay up late at night worrying about having too much money. So money does buy a in more interesting, complex set of problems. Doesn't make you happy. You're still, wherever you go, there you are. Wealthy or not. We have a belief that poor people in Africa and India are suffering horribly, and the rich and the wealthy have it all together. I know wealthy people who are suffering worse than many people I've met in India. They're suffering because their relationship is painful and self-destructive or hurting the other. They're, they're suffering because their health is bad or because they're confused and lost, even though they've developed a talent and a drive for making a lot of money. So let's not assume so quickly that wealth means comfort and we should envy or somehow have animosity toward the wealthy. They suffer too. They're suffering everywhere. Some of the poor have family around them and loving support, and they're working hard with a purpose and drive. So we have to examine many of the assumptions we've had before. By the way, that quote of Gandhi's, live simply so that others may simply live, people have heard that quote, many of them, but they haven't heard the wealthy industrialist who supported Gandhi's cause, who once said, it cost me a fortune to keep Gandhi simple. <laughs> All right, way to wrap up the week with Dan Millman. His website is PeacefulWarrior.com. And today's clip comes from Dan's audio program, The Peaceful Warrior's Path to Everyday Enlightenment, available at audible.com as well as nightingale.com. Hope you had an amazing week. I will see you on Monday. Peace. Peace.